Hey everyone, I'm Mary. And I'm Polly. And we're the We Scream Reviews team. Please like and subscribe for up-to-date information on all of our podcasts. And thanks for listening. Take it easy, everyone. Hey everybody, and welcome back to We Scream Reviews. I am Mary. I'm Polly. And happy 4th of July, everyone. We are doing a live episode today. Super excited. Right, yeah, right on the 4th of July. Right on the 4th of July. Happy Independence Day, everybody. Oh, say. (laughs) Usually, you know, one of the fun ones. Most people are at the pool, at the beach, or at a cookout. We went to a pool party yesterday. Um, So, fun fun weekend. Pretty much the pinnacle of the summer, which brings us to the topic this week. Which is Fergie's pitchy Star Spangled Banner at the All-Star Games. (laughs) Oh my god, that was so bad, right? It was so bad. <laughs> was so bad. It was unexpected too. It was like a NBA All Star game. It wasn't the finals. It wasn't no, right. the Super Bowl, and she just no- reappears. Reappears. After Nothing's more American than a bad national anthem. Than a bad by a pop star who's always auto tuned on her tracks. And w- and sing. over the hill by five years at oh least. Oh my gosh! And there you have like Steph Curry who's like hiding his face. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sade. <laughs> we were uh, we were saying earlier, like top best Star Spangled Banner, Banner ever is Whitney Houston. Yeah. Ever. Another funny low was the Roseanne Bar. That was freaking terrible. Right. Which I'm not, and we're still to this day. That I don't know if that was a joke. I think, yeah, I think that was which that just didn't go well. Yeah. Obviously, you know. Yeah, that was kind of a sour joke. Um. So in the news, really exciting. Hocus Pocus Two is coming out, streaming on Disney Plus, starting September 30th. We've already got a family affair scheduled for that one. We're so excited. And uh, we're going to be talking about one of the American movies here really quickly that refers to this, but Top and Maverick hit a billion, which is also really exciting. Yep. So that Tom, movie. Tom Cruise's highest grossing film ever. I'm not surprised. No. At all. And yeah, it's got it's legs. It's So here's a random stat, but it actually you know, articulates the point very well. It's... On its fifth weekend, it's doing the second best numbers of all time. Meaning, after a movie's been released on the fifth weekend, Mm -hmm. the amount of money it's still making. The number one movie is Avatar. Yeah, that's not your favorite, but... but, No, but Avatar was the highest grossing film of all time until Endgame beat it by like a million or something. Like really tight race. And, um, but the legs that Avatar... Is you know displayed is the same thing Top Gun Maverick is impressive. showing that impressive. it's got huge fourth fifth sixth weekend numbers so its word of mouth is strong whereas really Marvel stuff. movies are front loaded. Anyways. Anyways, well, I mean, the billion that it's made will cover the two hour rental fee that the Navy charged Tom Cruise for that fighter yeah. plane. <laughs> so, <laughs> sick planes, sick planes, really expensive Ubers. So today's episode is all about America. And we wanted to We're cover, celebrating America. And we wanted to cover uh, some movies other than Independence Day that you could watch on Independence Day or TV. Or Ameri- on American Movie Classics. Yeah, exactly. AMC. So get us started, babe. So, okay. American movies, real quick. We're going to distinguish American cinema, which is just movies made in America. But right now with Netflix and all these streaming platforms, you can watch Korean stuff. Uh, Spanish stuff, like Money Heist, Korean stuff, like Pachinko. Like, there's a lot of stuff out there. So we don't mean stuff filmed in the United States. We, Geography lesson. 
Hollywood is in California, and California is <laughs> in the United States. We're not doing that. No. Right. We mean movies that represent. exhibit and represent America, its values, its, um, its heroes, its ideas throughout different genres of film. Exactly. So let's start um, with action movies, right? Cool, let's do it. I think that if you were to ask anybody, hey man, what's like an American action movie? You think of Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Explosions, uh, Mus- Muscles, right. Michael Bay, like that's action. So that immediately is like, man, most foreigners, I would say, identify an American movie as that. Right. Stuff like that. So let's go back to Top Gun, as we were talking about earlier. Badass movie. Incredible. It's in the theaters still, so you'd have to go to the movie yeah. theater today. But There's no one I know who has seen it who hasn't told me it was not spectacular. Even the haters we know are like, man, that movie was really good. Exactly. <laughs> I haven't gotten like, a, oh, you know, maybe it was a little shorter, maybe no, it was a little this. Not no a one single has, note. I haven't heard a complaint from anyone. No. Online either. or in person. Same. But that movie shows, you know, the power of the armed forces. Crazy, yeah. Right? American um, strength in numbers and technology and, and the best pilots in the world. Right. You know, it shows you that. Another movie in a different way is uh, the Bourne movies. Oh, man. My dad loves those movies. You know, those movies show you the flip side of the other coin, which is they don't show you the, the strength in arms. Now it's the strength in intelligence. Right. You know, FBI, CIA... Um, crazy fight sequences in that one. Right. But that's also displaying, right, the American agencies. What was the name of the last one that you said earlier? The what? Just, it was just called Jason Bourne. Like, okay, so there's, <laughs> there's Bourne Identity, Bourne Supremacy, Bourne Ultimatum. Right. Then they came out with Bourne Legacy with Jeremy Renner. Right. Which I guess had a mixed Pivot. reaction. And Pivot. then it went back to <laughs> Jason Bourne. It was simply called Jason Bourne. It was kind of like when the Fast and the Furious, <laughs> the fourth like the one, was like called Furious. Fast and Furious without the the. You're like, good, real, real original, you guys. And it's supposed to be different. They ran the out same. of Egacies, so they just went with the name. So, um, fast and Furious, also. Fast Cars, American Muscle. Right. Vin Diesel. Right, like, that right. name is about as American you can get, right? right? Air Force One. Oh, man. Get off my plane. What is he's like, get off my plane? Yes. So, <laughs> but there you have the American airliner that c- carries the commander-in-chief. Yeah. You got the most American person on board, Harrison Ford. Yeah. Kicking ass, taking names, spitting one-liners, and just making it happen. Con Air, something else, like... Yeah, Patriot Games. Patriot Games. That's another one. Even right? these names, these names are super American names of movies. Let's say Harrison Ford, right? He's in a lot of the, the movies we just mentioned. To bring back our point about American cinema versus American films. Right. Indiana Jones, American cinema. Worldwide, it's been seen, and people identify that as a movie that was made in America. But Patriot Games and Air Force One like, take place in America or about actually yeah. the country, right, specifically. So these action movies to us are like Super American, Top Gun, Bourne. Fast and Furious, Air Force One, Ameri- Patriot Games. Patriot Games. That's America in the action category to us. Right. That's the heaviest category we got. <clears throat> now, let's transition to comedy. Ooh, American Pie. American Pie. Oh, man. All the 
small things. So that was a whole like that was an you era. You Blink One Eighty Two, and it takes you back. Yeah, like you think of those moments. That's like in the your life. like the intersection of the nineties and the two thousands happening. The like, popped collar, stifler. You had mentioned earlier, milf. The word milf was invented. Man, the internet with like the webcam. Yeah, that's right. Was going on. It's crazy. And it's literally about an apple pie. I know, right? That you it's, know, it, suck, we won't go there. We that seen better days. <laughs> but is there anything more American than apple pie? No. And, and here they flip it into what's. All these movies, right? Let's take another one. Porky's. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Days and Confused. Days and Confused. Ferris Bueller. All these movies. American high school dreams. Are American horny teenagers. Like, you know, countless films. Clueless. Mm-hmm. Where it's the same thing over and over again, but it never changes. Right. Another comedy is Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf really of Wall American. Street. The capitalism. The stock market. The, you know. <laughs> He literally went from penny stocks to everything he ever wanted. That scene where he's going to get in the Lamborghini and the Quaaludes kick in and he goes full paralysis. I was laughing so hard, I almost peed my pants. Yeah, yeah. Or I might have peed my pants a little bit. I was laughing so freaking hard. The, the, he should have won an Oscar just for that scene. The 20 minutes. And then choking Jonah uh, Hill. That's, the, yeah. the entire, from when he... <laughs> From when the Quaaludes hit to the lemons, <laughs> to him going at home and, and, and wrapping choke. the telephone Jonah cord Hill around chokes. him. Jonah Hill actually chokes on like some ham, and then he chokes him after he saves him. Yeah. It's, it's inc- incredible. So, there you go. Capitalism, the stock market, Super Wall Street. Super America right there. Right? Super America. But the majority of the films we mentioned took place in high school. Right. So to us, comedies show the American youth, right? Right? Show the American uh, dream, even from all the way back to American Graffiti. That's the movie yeah. with Harrison Ford when he was like seventeen. So high school movies. Every time you hear Harrison Ford, <laughs> Grease, another one. Mm-hmm. High school in the fifties. It shows you the American youth, the comedy Can you genre. Harrison Ford in Grease. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Next up, family movies. Oh, we love a good family movie. Family movies. Um, feel, a good feel-good vibe. For all audiences, let's start with a classic, The Sandlot. You play ball like a girl. <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. The, Forever. The Great Bambino. The Great Bambino. You know. The Sultan of Swat. The Sultan of Swat. <laughs> the King of Crash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, again, like American Pie, this movie is about... Well, not like American Pie, but I'm saying what's oh, more American than baseball? Man, the scene where it's on the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. They play their, their only night game. Because you said, why? Why are they playing the night game? Because the fireworks are lighting up, the, light sky. up the sky. And yeah. quick history it lesson. Gives me chills. Quick history lesson. Francis Scott Key wrote the Star Spangled Banner. He was below deck on a naval ship in a, in a sea battle against the English during the Revolutionary War. And he had a window where he saw up to the night sky... Bombs bursting in the air from cannons. That gives me chills, too. And that's what it, why he wrote the Star Spangled Banner, and it says that. Mm-hmm. So the fireworks res- are supposed to represent that like on the 4th of July. <laughs> um, but the, the whole scene where he, Benny hits the home run, and everyone's looking up at the sky except for Benny. Yeah, like, they're playing Benny baseball on the 4th in. of July with fireworks going off. That's iconic 
America. And Ham stubs, stubs his face before before he gets to that. Yeah. He's like, well, hold on a second. <laughs> He's like eating the on the picnic tables. Next up, this might be the most American film on the list today. Oh, I know the one you're going to talk about. Forrest Gump. That's everything that ever that happened in the recent decades in America. Right. So it covers, obviously... 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Right. Right. So it shows you him playing college right. for Alabama, and it's supposedly Paul Bear Bryant. They don't say it, but he's wearing the hat and the whole deal. That's where the Run Forest Run started. Right, which is kept an, an iconic movie line. Oh, I know. Right, that everyone knows. He plays there. That football program is still relevant. Right. He goes to Vietnam. He comes back. He gets the Congressional Medal of Honor. It shows you the hippies right. of the time. And then it transitions to the 80s. Right. And unfortunately, spoiler alert. That movie alert, has little baby Haley Joel Osment. He's so cute. It covers HIV. I know. It's so sad. Right. And how that happened yeah. affects him. Well, affects his partner, Jenny. Yeah. And Spoiler alert, babe. <laughs> but the movie's, you know, beautiful. There's shots in Washington, D.C. It's and, beautiful. And Alabama. And it covers... It really makes me cry every time. Right. It's, it's the... Most American film, maybe, today we're going to mention. Yeah. Next up, drama movies. Ooh. So drama movies, we think, are like snapshots of eras. Right. Right? So let's go with American Beauty. Right. It's kind of like Moody. what the 90s yeah. felt like in suburbia. That's, I would like to say that that was like a time where... Movies started to get a little more artsy. The they were starting the more artsy art house films were getting more nods right. from the Oscars and things like that. Obviously, we know American Beauty massive Oscar nods there. Um, yeah, one best picture, yeah, exactly. best director, best uh, actor, and we won't say his name because scumbag alert. But at this point, mm. we think of American Beauty and you think of like. The sad things that happen to an American family almost sometimes and the things surrounding them. And it's deep. Yeah. That movie's super deep. So there, there's that. Around the same time, you get a movie like Fight Club. Right. Which is like the, the angst against the underbelly. Cor- of corporate America and, you know, disappointment. Right. Stuff like these ideas are new to the 90s. You watch an mm-hmm. 80s movie like The Breakfast Club. And it's another snapshot into a different kind of America at that time. The trends, how they talk, you know, what they're feeling like. Even a modern classic, The Social Network. Now you're talking about a movie set in the 2000s. Correct. The way they talk is fast-paced. Right. It's different than how they talked in the 90s as teenagers. And it's about innovation and one of the most influential ones of all time, Mark Zuckerberg. Invents Facebook. Change the game. Change the world. Change the world. I think Tom from MySpace should have gotten a little bit more credit. <laughs> yeah, he gets a little uh, love. <laughs> they cut him a check. He was everyone's friend, and he gets no love. <laughs> but, I mean, is there anything more American than, I know I'm using that phrase over and over again, but it's to emphasize the point, than Bill Gates making Microsoft in his garage. Right. Then... Uh, him writing the algorithm, Mark Zuckerberg, on his dorm window, window. At Harvard. At Harvard. The most prestigious American university. The most prestigious university in Other the world. Other than Oxford. Oxford in the world. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So all that is American innovation, American sure. geniuses, American inst- uh, ed- educational systems on full display. 
So for drama, we think they're snapshots right. of errors, right? Now, let's go to classics. We're not tossing around the word classic here like, oh, that movie's a classic, came out five minutes ago. Right. right? Lil Uzi Vert's album was a classic. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, wait, what? <laughs> like, guys, let's settle down. It was okay. <laughs> In fact, we're not even going to call it classicals. We're going to call it uh, golden age, meaning we're referring to the 40s, 50s, 60s of... Classic MGM Hollywood, Hollywood sets, Elizabeth Taylor, Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. Humphrey Bogart. Lucille Ball. That era. That era. Okay, that is the birth of Hollywood. Right. It's still glamorized. Yeah. Modern actors and actresses will refer to James. They just made a movie about Elvis. Right. They'll refer to James Dean and they'll refer to Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, sure. All these people that they're still wearing their outfits. Didn't Kim Kardashian wear? Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe, Right. Uh, her and dress. she did come out and say that she didn't ruin the dress, which I thought was just kind of like some hoopla anyways. I'm like, there's no way she ruined that dress. So out of this era, there's two movies we want to point out. One, it's A Wonderful Life. Right. Oh, beautiful movie. It's a Christmas movie, but it shows you small town America, mm-hmm. fighting for your dreams, right. stick, sticking up for your family, Right. small town love. Beautiful. Incredible movie. If you haven't seen it... I know you're like, oh, it's that old movie that everyone talks about, but it is everything they talk about. Yeah. And the other one's The Godfather. Godfather, (sighs) I think if you ask, again, any random person, The Godfather might be the first movie they think about when you say, hey, you know a movie, or what's a really good movie. right. It comes across. Not everybody's going to go Shawshank Redemption. Right. That's not going to be, no. Almost everyone you know has seen that movie. It's considered... Of one of America's crowning achievements in film. So it's important to see that movie, and it's about a family that immigrates from Italy to the United States with iconic images of the Statue of Liberty. It's a, a rough version of making it in America. Yeah, absolutely. But it's a, a little rough. But a version of but it. But it is a version of and it. And the version of it, was, it has been immortalized in music and in TV. The Sopranos, hip-hop, a lot of these right. things still refer to The Godfather. Next, TV. Ooh, we're pivoting. Pivot. Pivot, pivot. To, pivot to TV. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about something similar to Wolf of Wall Street. Succession. Right. Oh, my God. And this, yes. this show won all the awards the last three years, practically. You know, I really like Succession. The acting is fantastic, really, really funny and and serious and uh, definitely worth a watch. I think that it does have a binge, a binge edge factor that I talked about in the previous podcast about TV where like if you binge it, you kind of see these repetitive plot lines over and over again where you get, you could kind of get a little frustrated. Right. Um... Because you're supposed to have a week in between, but you're now binging it, and you're like, oh, wow, I just saw that plot line. I just saw that person make that comment. I just saw that. So that being said, I think it's a good one to pace. Right. But, again, about billionaires, acquisitions, mergers, corporate America on full display. (laughs) Super. Then another completely different version of America that's a super hot, popular show right now, maybe the most popular show on TV, is Yellowstone. Yellowstone. That's America. What's more American than a cowboy 
a ranch. Fighting for some land. Fighting for land. Kevin Costner dealing with um, his wife is like Native American. Yeah, like, so for not, sure. It's so, a deep topic. So when you slice and dice it, it it's like, definitely a deep it's topic. It's definitely Americana, definitely popular. That actor who plays Casey is from uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey movies. There you go. <laughs> and I was like, I recognize that guy. And I don't know if I, I like what I recognize him from. <laughs> also, they the way people are dressing. Like oh, it's getting trendy to have. Yeah, the cowboy hat. The, the house with the barn doors no, and the yeah. rustic weddings, mm-hmm. all that shit. Uh, Got to credit Yellowstone to that, right. and that's America. Right. And this one's big. Hamilton. Oh, my God. It was brilliant. Hamilton. Not a, not a show, not a movie. It was a play, Broadway play. They're giving it on uh, Disney+. Plus. It's about Alexander Hamilton and the founding fathers and the drafting of the Constitution and the Revolutionary War. And sounds boring, but... It's done with hip hop lyrics, what's lyricism. Your in- what's your favorite instrument, babe? Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had I had originally heard about Hamilton because uh, the Roots were talking about it on Jimmy Fallon, mm. and I was like, "What the heck is this Hamilton thing?" And it just like exploded. And then I heard that the tickets were like eight hundred dollars for nosebleeds, and they were a year and a half booked, and like this whole. And I'm like, never before what seen is levels going of hype. On? The hype was out of control, and when they released that on Disney Plus, we were we were stoked. Within five minutes, yeah. I thought it was the most brilliant thing I'd it ever was seen. So brilliant! Five and minutes. It, you know, in such a polarized world, to get back to the roots of the constitution—no pun intended—to get back to the roots of the constitution mm. in the way that Lin Manuel Miranda did it with such a diverse, beautiful cast and like the the lyrics and the mood and everything and. You know, it's it was perfect. It yeah. was so perfect. And it's so legit hip-hop that oh, yeah. every legend has come out and said how fantastic it is. From They've J- seen it multiple J- times. Jay-Z. And, in fact, Lin-Manuel Miranda, he says, they asked him, hey, you know, what did you study to make this, make this play? So people thought he was going to say The Phantom of the Opera or these classic plays mm-hmm. that, like, inspired him. And he said, no, Nas, Illmatic, Biggie, wow. Ready to Die... And albums like that from the golden age, That's super 90s hip hop, and super and hip hop is super American right now, dominating every other genre exactly. in the world. So this mel- molds that with the story of America, and it's 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 it's, it's fascinating. Next up, sci-fi. Ooh, one of my favorites. So by definition, this is odd because science fiction usually deals with. Space, out of this world, galaxy, right. stuff like that. And not necessarily like America. So geographically, it's not American, right. right? But a lot of the things that happen in these science fiction films happens to be that when the world's on the line <laughs> and they need someone to save everyone, America ends up stepping in and here doing com- it. Yeah, here comes the good old USA. Case in point, Armageddon. Oh, yeah. Here comes an asteroid ready to destroy the Earth, and who do they call? NASA. <laughs> the people who put an astronaut on the moon with an American flag behind him. That's who you're dealing with. And, wh- and when you want to blow up an asteroid so it splits in half and doesn't hit the Earth, who do you call to do the soundtrack? Aerosmith. Aerosmith. <laughs> Super American band. Super. Comes out with a classic. Uh, don't want to miss a thing. Right. And America saves the world. Another one. Independence Day. 
god. Well, that's that's the OG. Right that's there. the yeah. the movie to watch on the Fourth of Correct. July. But again, people are gonna aliens are gonna destroy the world. Uh, the world, and who do they call? The United States, the Pentagon, President, the Air Force, the military. They're the ones that come through and 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 win it. So that idea of like. The American spirit, perseverance, being the heroes, right. like a lot of it, you, some full display in uh, science fiction. We also have Don't Look Up, which is a satire, super funny, just came out. It's polarizing, a little bit polarizing. We thought it was a funny satire. We, we thought it was great, but yeah. it, it, it was very divided, yeah. and it shows you every facet of American life right now. Religion, politics, the media, great film, all-star cast. Man, Jennifer Lawrence on Netflix. Jennifer Lawrence is like annoyed the whole movie that this general made her pay for snacks in the White House. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. It's funny. It's really funny. It's a funny one. Um, so those are some good sci-fi ones. Yeah. Lastly, out of respect, we leave the history movies. Yeah. So these movies are in fact about actual American events, some pivotal moments right. in our history, and let's start with the Patriot. Right. About the Revolutionary War. Right. Shows you our fight against the English. Great film. Oh, my God. Brutal. Brutal. It's got Mel Gibson, so it's going to be brutal. Right. But as far as the birth of the nation and the fight that we showed, and it's, it's there. Right. Next, Lincoln. Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis shows up again. out of the park again. Um, he shows up. He comes out of the woodwork, man. Daniel Day-Lewis, nowhere to be found right now. Nobody knows where he is. What he's doing? He, then he, he just shows up and wins some Oscars. <laughs> he won his third Oscar for that. He went full, full method actor character. But yeah, it takes place during the Civil War and the Emancipation Proclamation. We just celebrated Juneteenth. So Very important time in our still history. Still relevant. Yeah, absolutely. It's still and, relevant. Um, you know, the Civil War, there was more casualties in the Civil War than World War One, World War Two, and the Vietnam, Vietnam War combined crazy and we fought ourselves and we were about to tear this country in half and abraham lincoln the greatest of all presidents so they say saved this country and and that movie has it all right last movie probably one of the saddest i think one of the most important if we're going to be talking about independence day and you know the sacrifices that the men and women of this country have made for us is saving private ryan my grandparents had this neighbor and their good friends, Tom and Dottie Russell, and he was at Normandy. And he said that the movie was exactly what happened. And yeah. it makes it really hard to watch. And we want to thank our men and women, uh, first responders, soldiers, military, you name it, who fight for our freedom and our safety every single day. Um, mm. this, woman, this movie is in honor of those who sacrifice so much. So that we can sit here and do this podcast. And the film is obviously about World War II. We talked earlier about science fiction and how America's expected to save the world. Well, that day, they did. Probably best war movie ever. Right. About the biggest war ever. And the biggest battle of the biggest war ever. Right. I mean, that movie... Ultra-American. Is They redefine the war genre. There's Right. There's... It's like the Matrix for science fiction. There's movies before the Matrix, movies after the Matrix. There's movies. You said it started like the shaky camera. Right. So that the opening scene, the first fifteen minutes at Normandy, uh, D Day, 
Spielberg really puts you in there with like the shaky camera, the foggy lens, like that, that, the splatter, that realism. A lot of guys have taken that since then, and that movie's responsible for that. And just the bravery and courage under fire, and this the idea of saving one man in the middle of this war because his three brothers had been killed, and they didn't want to leave the mom with no son. You know, they didn't want to send another folded American flag yeah. back to Kansas or wherever. Really powerful so, movie. If if you are on the fence about seeing it, I think you need to see it at least once in your life. Might have seen it because of Memorial Day, which it also has that, of course. But um, as far as just America... We wanted to leave that one last for a reason. We we'll leave that one last. So, uh, coming up next week, super excited. We're going to be talking about Thor. Thor, Love and Thunder. Comes out this Friday. We're going to talk about, yeah, summer blockbusters. We have a special guest next week, our in-house graphic novel, comic book, all things nerddom, Mike Torres. Yep. Um, he, are, I've known him for over a decade, and now he's part of the family. We're godparents to his son. But this guy knew about comic books before it was trendy. Right. Okay. Just like Mary Knight liked movies and obsessed about IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes before an IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. He's the same with uh, Marvel, DC, you name it. So He knows everything. We're going to get his take on Thor and where do we stand with summer blockbusters in general. Right. Does it live up to some of the classics? Is it just another summer throwaway? Who knows? Right. We shall see. And then our final season's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, Nope. Nope. Jordan Peele. His third movie, and the gift and the curse of having your first movie be a classic. Right, exactly. And we, you know, this happened to M. Night Shyamalan, it happened to a lot of... Uh, it can make or break you. Exactly. If your first film is considered your best film, or... Like, We're talking about Get Out. Get Out, for Jordan Peele, second movie, mm, it was okay. Yeah, and Lupita Nyong'o was great. Wasn't as good. Wasn't, but you're comparing at that point to one of the greatest movies we've ever seen so those are going to be our next two upcoming episodes and our season finale uh we're really happy that you guys checked us out here on this independence day uh take it easy you guys enjoy your drinks your hot dogs your fireworks and uh your family we love you happy independence day everyone take care